Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. Agency rock stars, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dan, and I am excited to welcome yet another rock star to the show. His name is David Landis, and he is the CEO of LCI, Landis Communications, Inc. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Dan, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I also understand that you're actually uh, celebrating. You, This is not a new agency. You've got some chops. You've got a milestone that you're celebrating. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, and I've got the gray hairs to prove it, but uh, we are celebrating our 30th year in business this year, which is a pretty uh, stupendous milestone. Um, we've seen it all. We've gone through the dot bomb the dot-com bomb, we've gone through the recession in 2008, now COVID, and we're still here. And you know what? It's a testament, I think, to how storytelling can be a great way to business success. Excellent. That's a great segue. Let's get into some stories, shall we? <laughs> All right. So, so David, take me back to that beginning. How did you get into running an agency or wanting to, like, what did that journey look like for you? Well, I always like to start off with the fact that, you know, I did what every PR professional did, which is I studied classical music and I was a pianist. So I went to Northwestern University and I studied piano. And then I thought I really wanted to be in an arts organization. So I worked for the St. Louis Symphony. I worked for the San Francisco Symphony. And I started out in public relations and found out it was really my calling. I loved being behind the scenes, making things happen. And uh, so after I left the symphony, I worked in television for about four years for the CBS affiliate here in San Francisco, KPIX. Mm-hmm. was very proud to win a national Emmy and a Peabody Award for our work there, which was really terrific. Um, back in the day, we worked with Elizabeth Taylor on an AIDS education campaign that was the first of its kind in the country. So that was really cool. And then I've always had an entrepreneurial bent. You know, I started selling piano lessons at age 12, door to door in St. Louis. And I thought if I'm going to start an agency, I should do that in my 30s so that I can really, you know, make something of it. So I went from TV to starting the agency in 1990. And here we are now, 30 years later. Uh, makes my heart smile. I came from TV into marketing as well. So uh, always fun oh. to find a kindred spirit with that experience. It is. You know, if people who work in TV understand what news is and they understand what makes a good story. So I, mm-hmm. I have kinship for people in TV. We also understand what deadlines are, which is hard to yeah. see in today's world. In any case, um, so, <laughs> so David, how, so you start, you start this uh, agency in your thirties, you're, you're doing well, you're having some good success. How do you then scale it to get to where you are today and have this uh, longevity of 30 years? So I'll tell you a little story here because um, it's something that I just happened into. I didn't really 
it, it's not like I meant this to happen, but I met somebody about, oh, I'd say 15, maybe almost 18 years ago, who told me this dirty little secret. And he said, if you can get on top of search engine optimization, you are going to have a very successful business. And I didn't even know what search engine optimization was. You know, we're talking, what is this, the 90s? And, uh, yeah. and But I researched it and I found a great partner on the East Coast in New York called Mannix Marketing. They're still my SEO partner. And I have to tell you something, 90% of our new business leads come from SEO. And last month, as an example, we had 39 prospects. Now we're an agency of about $2 million. We have about 10 people. So we're not that big. So to have 39 prospects in one month is pretty darn good. And um, I would say if you if there's a silver bullet, there's no silver bullet, first of all, because sure. otherwise we'd be billionaires, right? But uh, if there were, I would say use SEO. And one thing I want to reference a little bit here is uh, I wrote a blog about this. It's up on our blog. But to really maximize your SEO for your business, it's all about content. So, you know, renewed and refreshed content on your website. We do that daily, believe it or not. We put new information up that is relevant to our prospects every day. Um, our blog, we refresh that weekly. And um, what's really important there is having related articles so that you can link to them. And then those people hopefully link back to you. So that helps your SEO. Being social, being on social media and making sure your social ties back to your website is really important. Um, Google My Business. It's really something people, a lot of people overlook. They might have a Yelp listing or some other listing. But Google My Business is really good because, you know, Google rewards people who work with them. <laughs> so yeah. make sure you claim that for your business. Um, get reviewed. It, you know, reviews are also key to getting those search results up there. And, you know, ask your go be proactive in asking your customers for those reviews. And um, the last thing I'll say about SEO is it's really about storytelling. So really know who and what you are and what your business is and what differentiates your business and then tell that story. And I, I guarantee you SEO will really help your uh, start that engine for, for the uh, prospect pipeline. Yeah. And speaking of knowing who you want to reach, I want to know who you reach and how you help them. Think of a, of a favorite story, maybe uh, that highlights a specific way that you've helped uh, one of your clients over the years. Yeah, there's one that is really very heartfelt. Um, we work we work with a number of B2B companies, but we also do B2C work as well. And this one was in the healthcare um, uh, arena. It was for a client that was trying to register people for Alzheimer's clinical trials. And believe it or not, um, people say they want to participate in clinical trials, but then do they actually sign up and go and all that? Not Not so much. Okay. So what we did was, um, and it's especially apparent in a lot of the minority populations, our client wanted to increase participation from African-Americans. So we um, approached a woman, B. Smith, who was a, uh, an amazing restaurateur, a model. She ran a couple of restaurants in New York. 
She had a TV show. She had a whole lot of media um, interest. And we asked her if she would be a spokesperson for this so that we could appeal to that population. We flew to New York and we did a PSA with her and we actually did a story with CBS Evening News and the Today Show um, because, unfortunately, she was one of the few that got Alzheimer's very early when she was in her early 60s. And uh, that disease is a terrible disease for people of that age group. It tends to progress more quickly. Um, so, but she was there and she, she did that for us. Um, she and her husband testified in front of Congress, which got us a lot more publicity as well. Um, the sad footnote to this is that she passed away about two years ago, which is kind of still chokes me up, frankly, because she, she was such a great person. But we increased participation in those clinical trials by 12% in the African-American community, which is huge. So I feel like B really left a legacy that helped the community. And um, we were really proud to be a part of that. I love that it tells a story of helping. I love that it tells a story of success and that it tells a story of representation. Representation matters as we see today in so many different areas that clinical trials, maybe you don't think about that, but representation really does matter. What a, what a great story, David. It does. Representation matters because in healthcare, you have different outcomes for different populations. Hmm. So it might work for a, an older white male might not work for a younger black female. And so it is really important, you know, if anybody's listening here and wants to participate in a COVID, you know, clinical trial, please go out and do that because it really helps the science. Yeah. Um, so let's let's broaden the, the scope a little bit. Who else do you work with? Uh, who does uh, Landis Communications really love to, to help grow as it were? Well, we have a, a few areas that we work in. One big area is in technology. We have a client, Velodyne LiDAR, that makes the uh, apparatus, the technology that allows self-driving cars to see. Hmm. And so what we've done with them is tell the story and align them with safety. Because when you think about self-driving cars, what's your first reaction? Are they going to hit somebody? Exactly. That's what I things okay you know and so what we did with this client is said well let's sponsor a safety summit and bring in government officials and bring in people from the department of transportation bring in leaders in technology and have them talk about these issues uh, we also partnered with mothers against drunk driving because they of course their big thing is safety and driving um, our client's goal really is not so much a technological goal. When they talk to us, they say they, they exist because they want safer roadways and self-driving cars will get there. They're not there yet. And it's going to be a while. That's the one thing is, you know, like if you listen to Elon Musk, we were going to be there yesterday. No, it's going to take probably another 10 years. So that's one that I really like, but one that's really fun is uh, an environmental client that we represent here in the Bay Area. They're in Silicon Valley and they try to preserve open spaces for future generations. It's called the Peninsula Open Space Trust. 
And they have webcams all over the Bay Area to sort of track wildlife so that they can see the wildlife corridors and where, where wildlife is going. Well, they happened upon a video late at night where a coyote befriended a badger. And this one of the scientists tweeted it out. It just, it's such a fun video that it got traction and it went viral. But the point was, it wasn't necessarily redirecting back to our client. So we hopped on the next morning and made sure that everything redirected back to the website so that we'd get all that foot traffic. And then we also made uh, contracts with uh, major media so that if they did run it, they would mention our clients. So we were the opening monologue monologue on Stephen Colbert's uh, Late Show, which was really hilarious. And, you know, it, it really was, he opened it up and he said, and I, I love this quote, he said, if a coyote and a badger can be friends, there's hope for us all. <laughs> there you go. So much depth to that. Um, and how how interesting that you were so prepared to say, okay, take advantage of this viral moment, not just let it go viral. Oh, great. Look at all these views, but you, you and your team were ready to say, okay, when this is doing this, we need to do that. How do you prepare for that kind of thing? So that is a very good question, Dan. And one thing that we had done in preparation for any kind of communications campaign is we'd done media training with our, our spokespeople. So they were already lined up and where we could, we trotted out our science expert, especially in the Bay Area. But of course, we couldn't just fly someone for Stephen Colbert because, you know, that it just didn't work out time-wise. So media training is really important. It's also understanding, you know, one of the things we do in our agency is we're constantly reading and monitoring the news. So if you are doing that and you know how to jump on something that's happening and make it work for your client, um, we happen to have, uh, with the Peninsula Open Space Trust, a very good client that also is very nimble. Some clients are, some clients aren't. Some clients have layers of bureaucracy and it takes them a long time to make a decision or to get approval for a decision. This, I think because Post is based in Silicon Valley, they're used to quick decisions moving forward and moving, pushing that envelope. So I have to give a lot of credit to our client for being able to work so quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's nice to be able to, to be agile like that. Uh, yes. So what are some of the biggest pain points you see right now in marketing, David? Well, I think one of the biggest pain points is that we have such a fractured audience. You know, in the old days, when I started the agency, there were three, four TV stations, and that was it. Networks, anyway, lots of local stations. And now um, you have to really do your homework and figure out where are people consuming information? Mm. Are they consuming it in social? And if it's social, is it TikTok, LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Um, and really identifying and doing the research is so important up front to any, any campaign think if you dive in and don't do the research, you could get off track very easily. So I think that's a big pain point. I think, you know, the bigger pain point right now, let's face it, is COVID. Because um, COVID is dominating the news. COVID is affecting the economy. COVID is affecting every business. 
no matter who you are. So what we try to do is really figure out a way, how can we align our client with the stories that we know people are interested in? And if they're interested in COVID, you know, how does that work? So we have a brain trauma rehab center that we, a a chain of centers around the country that we represent. Well, they found that people who have had COVID and gotten over it sometimes develop neurological diseases. So this is how you can tie your client in to be part of the solution. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so many, so many opportunities there to, to, to look around you and look at tertiary connections, right. And then that communication, I love that you do that media training with your clients. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's important. Uh, I just had a conversation with one of my directors this morning. It's important to do the media training. It's also important to do presentation training because Mm -hmm. presentation is a skill. A lot of people don't understand that what presentation training really is, is learning how to tell a story. And we do this program called the Petals Storytelling Method. It's really about, uh, first of all, you start with the why of your business, not the what, which is what Simon Shinnick espoused in Silicon Valley for many, many years. Um, But then the Petals Storytelling is different messages for different groups that surround the core message. Um, That's sort of the easiest way to talk about it. So we try to take our clients through that so they can develop to be able to storytell that way. Yeah, that's huge. I I love how much storytelling has come to the forefront Uh, and, and the whole, the idea of why, you know, Simon's presentation moved so many people, but it really is, I mean, it's at the heart of it. So. It is. I mean, I think back to, you know, Apple, their why isn't um, buy buy an iPhone. You know, you think, oh, you go to the tactic. No, it's um, think different and then want to buy an iPhone. So you, you have to think about what motivates people. That's really the essence of a successful campaign, whether it be marketing, advertising, PR, social media, whatever. Yeah. So this has been great, David. I haven't been able to stump you yet, but I might be able to next. Um, before I get to that one, though, uh, I want to make sure listeners have an opportunity to connect with uh, with Landis Communications, Inc. and with with you as a rock star in this agency world. What Where do you send people to connect with you? Uh, well, first of all, they can email me, david at landispr.com. I'm also on every social media, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good one for business because I really do pay attention and I do answer every message on LinkedIn. And you guys do too, by the way. So thank you. I I really appreciated that. I think LinkedIn is a terrific platform for business, Um, but I'm on Twitter and I'm on, uh, I'm on, you know, basically everything. And I really welcome ideas. I'm really looking for people that I can partner with. Um, You know, we do a lot of partnering. I I learned early on in my career that partnering, you don't have to think of people as competitors. Think of them as partners because that helps grow your business too. So we partner regularly with influencer agencies, with uh, advertising agencies, with um, marketing agencies. Um, I've got a video producer down in L.A., she part-time is a reporter for Inside Edition, but she does great video work and 
can tap into celebrities for us. Um, you know, tech PR firms sometimes will partner with a tech PR firm because it's not really in our sweet spot. So, uh, and also graphic designers, you know, I mean, it's hard to find graphic designers, believe it or not, these days, people who really make that their business. So we're like open to any and all kinds of partnerships. So if somebody's out there and has an idea of how to partner, go ahead and send me a note. I'll be happy to respond. Excellent. And it sounds so counterintuitive to think of your competition more as partner than as competition. <clears throat> but I, I love that that perspective, uh, which takes me to my next question. And maybe you've already answered it, which obviously I can't stump you then. Um, think about <laughs> counterintuitive advice or learnings that seems like it won't work for an agency, but works really well. Where does, that, where do, where does your mind go when I ask you that? Well, where my mind goes is there's a guy that I've been following for a long ta- time named Robert Middleton. He lives down in the near the Santa Cruz, California area. And um, he's he has a newsletter. It's a marketing guru newsletter. I think that's what it's called, actually. And he said something to me early on, again, in my career that stuck with me. He said, to gain prospects and to get business, give things away. And that seems very counterintuitive because, you know, you're in business to make money. You, you want to have a profit. You want to keep your people employed. Of course, all those things are important, but he's right. So we do that regularly with our website, with our newsletters, with our social. Um, you know, we give people ideas because the truth of the matter is they can't really do it on their own. Or if they can, great. But there are so many people out there that if you show them a little bit, they're going to pick up the phone and call you and say, you know, I'd really like you to help us with this project. That makes sense. We got a bank client that way. California Bank and Trust was on our newsletter list. And we were talking about social media. I forget what the topic was. It was so long ago. And, um, and he actually picked up the phone and called me and said, you know, I really never understood how uh, impactful social could be for our kind of business. So we started working with them. Nice. All right. So partner with your competition network and then uh, give things away. Those are great counterintuitive advice. Absolutely. Excellent. David Landis, uh, Landis Communications Inc. Thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Thank you, Dan. It's really a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.